for joining us for a word of the day. This morning as we're continuing through the Bible, we come to the book of 2 Kings and we're going to be looking at chapter number 5. Now, a lot has happened in the history of Israel since what we looked at last week in 1 Kings at the kind of the rise of Elijah the prophet. Uh, there's been a lot of battles between Elijah and Ahab and some kings have taken uh, over and Ahab is dead and now even Elisha is gone. He hasn't died. He uh, was taken up into heaven by chariots of fire and his his protege Elisha is now the prophet over the nation of Israel. And in chapter 5 we meet an Assyrian general named uh, Naaman. Naaman is uh, the general, the, the biggest general in the, in the army of Syria. And Syria is just a, a violent nation, a nation that has attacked Israel over and over again, that has really been a thorn in their side, and Israel's afraid of them. And Naaman catches leprosy. Now, in, in this time, leprosy was a death sentence. There, there was no cure for it. It was a slow, painful death, and you were excluded from the, uh, the society and culture because people thought you were so highly contagious. We, we know a lot more about it now and realize it's not that contagious and there's actually treatment and cures for it today. But back then, if you caught leprosy, you were done. Uh, you were cast out of your family, you were cast out of society, you basically became a beggar for the rest of your life and died a slow, disfiguring death. And here's this mighty man, this powerful man, Naaman, who catches leprosy. And one of his servants, a Jewish girl, who he had captured uh, years before when he invaded Israel. He invaded Israel and attacked her, her town, and he destroyed her town, He because this is what the Assyrian army did. He burned down all the, the houses. He destroyed everything. He killed uh, all the, the old men and the, the women and took most of them captured. So this, this little Jewish girl, she saw her family murdered. She saw her family burned, and she was kidnapped and basically human trafficked back to Syria to serve in Naaman's house. And she hears that the man who did all this to her has leprosy. And instead of rejoicing in it, she tells him, if you can just get to the prophet of God, if you can just get to Elisha, he'll, he'll cure you. So Naaman goes down to Elisha and to his house to see him. He's got this great caravan of, of soldiers with him. It's a terrible, fearful sight. And when he comes to Elisha's house, Elisha doesn't even come out to see him. He sends his servant to tell Naaman, just go to the Jordan River and dip seven times and you'll be fine. And Naaman is, is furious. He was expecting the man of God to come out and do some great miracle and have some great show and, you know, see some wonderful thing happen. And he wouldn't even come out and see him and just says, go jump in the Jordan River. And the Jordan River is a, a dirty river. It's a little stream at this time of the year. And he's like, man, there's so much better rivers in Syria. I could just go, go in one of them. And he basically turns aside to go home angry and probably starts to plot to invade and kill or capture Elisha. And one of his, his, his servants that are with him says, man, if he'd have told you to do some great miracle, if he'd have done, told you to do some great feat, like, you know, climb up to the tallest mountain in the world and clip the toenails off of a dragon, you'd have done it. All he says is jump in a river. What do you got to lose? So Naaman goes... He jumps in the Jordan River seven times, comes up, and he's completely healed. And he goes back to Elisha. And Elisha comes out to see him this time. And look what Naaman says in verse... And he returned to the man of God, and all, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, 
Now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. So Naaman comes back and he tells Elisha, I know now that your God is the one true God. And this changes everything about Naaman. He offers Elisha a, a gift, a reward for healing him, but Elisha refuses it because he didn't want people to think he purchased his healing or he purchased his salvation. And so he refuses. But Naaman, he takes back some land from Israel with him so he can worship God uh, on Jewish land, on the promised land. And he just, his life completely changes because he met God. And that's what salvation is. Salvation is when we put our faith and trust in God and God alone. Naaman wasn't healed because he did some great thing. Naaman wasn't healed because he was some mighty man. He was healed because he trusted God. He jumped in the river seven times and he was healed. And once he met God, once he put his faith in God, he was changed. He was different. And that's what salvation does to us. When we have an encounter with God, it changes us. It changes our desires. Naaman didn't want to worship these other gods he'd worship, these false idols. He only wanted to worship the one true God. And even as believers, we have a tendency to worship little g gods, these false idols that we put all of our hope and our trust in, thinking that they're going to give us joy, they're going to give us satisfaction, they're going to give us what we're lacking. But the Bible tells us the only thing that will fulfill us, the only thing that will complete us, the only thing that will bring us true joy is a relationship with the one true God. And when we meet Him and fellowship with Him and have a part of, of Him, He's a part of our life, it changes everything about us. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Hope everyone has a blessed day. Join us right back here tomorrow as we continue through the Bible. Have a great day.